0: This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to (laughs) do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree (laughs) on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio, with thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. And joining us from Florida on this Friday is our friend uh, Jeff Ash. And Lefty, you're all the way down there in the Sunshine State. What brought you down to Florida?
1: Hey, Todd, good morning. Yeah. I am down here to watch uh, my son Brooks play some college baseball for the Super. first time. So, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, no doubt. Vero, so, Vero Beach, yeah. Florida. Uh,
0: okay, so Vero Beach, uh, my Florida geography east. is not the best.
1: It's on the it's on the east side of Florida. Um, it'd be kind of south of, like, Cocoa Beach and Melbourne, so kind of straight across the east from Orlando a ways.
0: Okay. Is it on so, the coast?
1: It is on the coast. Oh, nice. Actually, I am walking towards the beach as I am talking to you right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so folks, let's compare uh, recent traveling uh, for Lefty. He's he's headed down to the beach with his toes in the sand. Uh, there's a song where his toes are actually in the water and his butt is in the sand. That's not how they say it, but that's how <laughs> we're going to say it. Uh, and and I was just in Devil's Lake, North Dakota, which is a driver in oh. a sandwich from the Canadian border. So who is the smarter guy?
1: I I I am winning. I I am definitely winning in that competition right (laughs) there. That's
0: right, that's right. All right, so (laughs) tell us what team uh, that Brooks plays for and what's going on down there.
1: He plays for St. Cloud Technical College. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Cyclones, who have, they went to the World Series last year, so they got a really solid program. Mm -hmm. Um, But for myself, it is kind of a new adventure. Just (laughs) I've gone through, I've had basketball player in college and i've had a volleyball player and i'm a baseball guy just like you like we yep. talk a lot but yep. i haven't had a kid play college baseball so and he's he's a pitcher only a PO, as they say okay and so it's kind of just this whole new like i was just texting him and i said so any idea like when you might pitch or how they're going to use you you know and uh-huh. so you're try, trying to figure out that whole drill yeah,
0: and and yeah, so you can, you know, make sure you're there when he's pitching. But, you know, you went there yeah. to watch him, so you're probably going to every game anyway. But it would be nice to know when you might be able to expect to see him play.
1: Yeah, just because, you know, you I would never probably plan anything, obviously, if I'm down here to not see my kid. But I do have some golf clubs along, <laughs> and I'm uh, working on some options there. Our, our buddy Greg Snow is hooking me up, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, at a uh, local private course that just looks unbelievable. So uh-huh. I'm kind of excited about that. And I'm walking here, and I'm really realizing how out of shape I am. Geez.
0: <laughs> yeah. So where are you? you're walking down to the beach right now, then?
1: Yeah, trying to if I make it. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. that's terrific, and and uh, play a little golf uh, down there and yep. so forth too. So uh, you know, lots of, of uh, beach time uh, and the like. Yeah. That's, uh, that's terrific.
1: Yeah, we're right across the road from the beach, so that's very handy. Um, I've never been to Vero Beach before. It's, I don't know, I guess what I would say, it seems, it must be a lot of retired, but it's a little bit more, I mean, it's beachy town, but it's a little more higher class. Lots of little boutiques and stuff like that. It's a really cool area, and the vibe feels nice. Like I said, we got here late last night, but um, yeah, just trying to get acclimated to what it is, but it's about, it's going to be about 90 today and sunny. Yeah. So nice. I can take that.
0: Yeah. We're expecting a whole bunch of wet snow up
1: here on oh. Sunday. So, yeah. Oh, man.
0: I know. What, how long have you been in, in Verbeach? Did you just get there?
1: Yeah, last night. Our, our flight was actually in the afternoon, which I don't really like getting to these kind of places when it's dark. Uh, we drove. We actually flew into West Palm Beach, so we drove all the way up from there, which is along the, the east coast of Florida. But uh-huh. couldn't, you can only imagine what it looks like because it was dark. But yeah um it's supposed to get windy today but it's really i guess it is pretty breezy right here right now big yeah. waves but yeah. yeah yeah it's kind of fun i could just sit here and talk about the sun and the uh, ocean right and that would be easy to talk about versus wet snow yeah that's right I actually, I actually just emailed my assistant and i said i will not be coming back to minnesota <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have had a whale of a winter up here that's for sure uh but- And it always comes, you know, uh, this time of year it seems like it messes with all the the playoff tournaments and so forth, but it hasn't been too bad. We did have some stuff last week, of course, where we had some section games that were kind of moved around. But everybody, you know, we're kind of used to it. We deal with it now. That's just how it is. You know, we're not going to send people out in a blizzard, so we need to reschedule, you know, the section tournament. That's just how it happens. We're kind of used to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You can probably almost hear the waves crashing in now. There's some big waves out here.
0: I thought I heard a jet fly over. Are you over there watching the SpaceX rockets get launched? How close to that are uh, you?
1: No, not Rats. that. Rats. Not that exactly. Uh, that must be further north. I you know think. where is Cape Canaveral? It's got to be somewhere not that far away. I
0: think it's north or of that you. that on the west coast? No, it's on. Yeah. I think it's on the east coast of it. I think it's further north though.
1: Yeah. That could be. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, I uh, I'm sitting here and back to the baseball thing. I kind of told Brooksy. I said. I'm just so, like, nervously excited to see, you know, him in that. I mean, for me personally, it's like I I know what the whole baseball um, vibe is, you know, as far as being around your guys, just stepping onto the field when you do that with – you bring all your gear down there, but just there's something about getting onto that baseball field, you know, warming up with your buddies and just – there's just something about the park, which I would – assume you appreciate but yeah. to see him there at that level you know trying to figure this all out with you know guys he didn't know at all before and just figuring out what it's going to be you know seeing all these and i absolutely just love you know the whole baseball thing as far as you know guys in their hair and now their mustaches and you know they're all just a bunch <laughs> of absolute fools in there and i love it you know you if you i love college baseball too yeah. you know watching the NCAAs and. Yep. Just they they all come up with some shtick, you know, every year, and it's these guys with crazy. I mean, Brooks has got hair down to his shoulders almost right now. He's almost he's got a mullet and he thinks he's got a mustache, but it's just <laughs> like. And you got to be a little crazy when you're a pitcher. You know that yeah, too. It's oh, yeah. like you, you got to have a little bit of something uh, missing upstairs, to be honest, because it's you. You're kind of on an island out there, so yep. you know yep. you know that feeling too. You gotta yep. you gotta be willing to fail to uh, to do that. But I just love the. Everything about it, the camaraderie of a camaraderie of a baseball team, there was just something different about it. Yeah. And that's coming from me. I was on a lot of different teams, but there was nothing like being in the dugout and being with the baseball guys.
0: I think part of it is because of the pace of the game of baseball. It's a little bit of a slower game. There's time to have conversations during a baseball game. So you talk to your teammates a lot on the, on the bench, and even in the outfield, guys, outfielders are talking back and forth, and it's just a lot more time for a little, you know, uh, getting to know each other a, a little bit. That's... Oh, and
1: especially if you're in the bullpen, you know, and like, yeah. like what else do you have to do? That's right. You know, it's not like you're like, well, I'm thinking about my next at bat here. You know and I mean? If it's not your day to play, it's kind of like, well, let's let's throw rocks at that spot, you know, for the next three innings and see who wins.
0: Or, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, or all these when – We when we weren't playing, too, I mean, we had all kinds of side games. We'd be sitting there probably having a couple beers, you know, <laughs> and being like, all right, let's put some money in the pot here. When the outfielder runs in with the ball after the last out, will he – keep the ball on the mound. You know, will it stay on the <laughs> edge line or will it roll to the grass? You know, so as that ball is rolling down the hill, you're all like, ah! <laughs> you know, somebody wins the pot, somebody, just like, when you think back, you're like, what mental midgets we were, but what simple fun. Yes, that's so, right. <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is, you know, that's the stuff that I'm excited about. It's like, he's done that, but it's a little different with your high school guys, you know, where yeah. half of them are afraid to hit and half of them are afraid to throw and everything else it's like i I told him that in my text this morning i said you know you got to understand you know you want to be good at this level just like you were in high school and everything else you know but i'm like this is a whole different animal everybody was good you know so you got to figure out what does it take here watching these other pitchers watching the hitters and you know like getting your brain to a place like can i compete you know getting better yeah that's right i'm excited about all that from a dad but just also you know, between him and I, it's always been such a cool connection because of baseball, and you know, my whole life being such a huge part of my life has been baseball. So, yeah, yeah I'm pretty excited to have my last one playing. Yeah,
0: no doubt, that's terrific, and uh, have a great yeah. time down there, and and uh, good luck to Brooks and and uh, his collegiate career here there. Uh, for St. Cloud, that's outstanding. We'll be talking more about that over the coming months and years,
1: actually. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. you're on the podcast, that's for sure. Hey, <laughs> since we're on the baseball theme, uh, we're into spring training for a week now, maybe a little more than that, two weeks, uh, for mm-hmm. the Twins. And I don't take anything from wins and losses in spring training. It doesn't matter. But it is interesting to see the pitchers that come out and how they look. I like that Kenta Maeda threw two innings uh, yesterday. Yeah. You know, he's kind of the forgotten man in that Twins rotation back in twenty 20- he finished third in the Cy Young voting or fourth, something like that. I don't necessarily right. expect him to be right back to that. But but that's a good veteran pitcher. The Twins are adding to the rotation this year.
1: Yeah. I kind of forgot about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am excited about that because he started the opener, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He started, yeah, the opener for the Twins. Last and... year. That's right. Yeah. But didn't he start spring training opener? Or did I have that wrong?
0: Uh, I don't remember that. I don't. I don't know that. Okay. Yep,
1: yep. Actually, well, anyway, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of a veteran in there, you know. But he's not old by any means, is he? How old is he?
0: Uh, he's got to be pushing thirty, I think.
1: Yeah, been around oh, a little okay. bit. Yeah, but we could use a little bit of that. We got some young arms in there, you know. You, you and I talk about it a lot, but that's exactly what's going to come down to for the Twins and any team yeah. really is pitching. So yeah. Yeah. It ties into what we were just talking about with Brooks and everything else. I mean, we have not to go back to it, but we have ten games down here. Well think about how many kids you need to try to get through 10, game, 10 7 inning games in a week. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the same thing when you've got a 160 game schedule in the major leagues. It yeah. all comes down to pitching. It is there's just no denying it. And depth of the rotation. You can't hit enough to be pitching. You just can't, you know. Yeah. It just doesn't sustain. We've tried that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've got to have depth in the rotation, and I think maybe the yeah. Twins do. You know, you look at their rotation, and I was glad. You know, we heard a lot about uh, trade rumors about Sonny Gray in the offseason, and I remember thinking, why would they trade Sonny Gray? That doesn't make any sense. Well, we find out that that's just somebody, uh, you know, it's clickbait. The Twins never really considered yeah. Trading Sonny Gray, and I'm glad they didn't. Uh, so he's there. And then you have Tyler Malley, and and Joe Ryan will be going into his third season as a starter yeah, for I'm the team. So, him. Yeah, so yep. he should be excellent. They've got guys, they've got this alkala coming back in the bullpen who was injured last year, who was throwing in the high 90s the year before that, and early last year before he got hurt and missed the rest of the season. And then joan Duran, 102 mile an hour flamethrower yeah. uh, as your closer. Uh, I'm Again, I'm. I'm Always optimistic in spring about the Twins. And then, you know, sometimes I'm bitterly disappointed as the season goes along.
1: Well, it's a great time of the year, though, to be excited about it. I mean, why Why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's and right. I did see, wasn't it Joe Ryan? He was real happy with how hard he was already throwing. Was that him that I saw commenting on that? Yeah, but that he certainly
0: was, could be. Yep.
1: He was already, like, early 90s, and he said, you know, I was not expecting that. So he was pretty... Um, He felt that was pretty promising for himself too, and he had probably our best year last year, didn't he? Uh, Yeah, yeah. He was
0: either him or Sonny Gray. You know, they they probably were both uh, right there. um, You know, in in terms of uh, who had the better season between them. Gray missed a little time with injury, and Ryan was in the lineup all year, so that makes a difference too.
1: Yeah, and we're we've talked about it before, but we're in a division that seems
0: like we have. Nope. Hey, Jeff, stop moving around. Now I've lost you. Go back to where you were. You had a good signal. You're walking around. I lost you now. Where are you?
1: Sorry, I could hear are you right? loud and clear the whole time.
0: Hey, we have Jeff back in a location we can hear him now. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's it's exciting. Uh, to me, really, as we go into the season, the lineup has a, l- a few more questions uh, than, the, than the starting rotation or the bullpen do. And that's it's been a while since we could say that, especially with Jose Miranda, who uh, we were thinking, you know, stalwart to third base, the Twins third baseman for the foreseeable future. And, and that's probably yep. still the case. But a sore shoulder, they've shut him down. He can only DH right now. I hope that doesn't uh, become something. But I don't know who the Twins, you know, Cleanup hitter is uh is it polanco is it miranda is it kepler i don't know that they have i always say i i I think a team a good team needs to have a fulcrum for their lineup a guy that everything else rotates around and usually hit that guy in the three hole i'm not sure the twins have a guy like that they do with buxton and correa if they're on the field uh so we'll see if that happens but they like to hit them at the top of the order not really in the middle so much
1: yeah, I know. I think it was probably last week we talked about this a little bit, how much Rocco kind of moves his lineup around. So yeah. um, it would, I think, again, when you don't necessarily have that three, four guy that you just know you pencil in, it's easy to say it's not a big deal. But yeah, it would be nice to just kind of know that. I think there's, I know the game has changed and, you know, how they do lineups have changed probably since the old school I'm used to. But yeah. um, it always was kind of nice to just know, well, here's my three, four, five guys, you know. Yeah. And, who my leadoff is, and I realize it changes here and there. But hopefully somebody will figure that role out and, you know, he can find something he relies on, too, because I I know for me, I mean, it was nice to show up and know where you were going to be. I liked that. I know it's all different now, but there's still something something about that stability and and being able to count on that. So hopefully – Hopefully we can just find a groove, you know, and guys can stay healthy and you're not talking about all of the uh, things that aren't happening and just the fact that it's really exciting to watch them because they should be fun.
0: Yeah. You know, that's another area where the game has changed over the years. There was a time where it was a set lineup, not 162 games, but if everybody was healthy uh, for certain teams, you knew who was going to be in the lineup and where they were going to be hitting and players like that. But now it's all about how much versatility can you give us. Can I move you yep. up and down in the lineup and you're fine with it and we can just hit you there because we like the matchups better. Same thing in the positions. Uh, they want guys who can play multiple positions and, and, uh, so that they can have some flexibility. And I think the guys are used to that now to being uh, moved around. And, and uh, it's a good thing because it has really changed over the years how much more uh, lineup changes and so forth there are these days than
1: there used to be. Well, and they have, you know, the whole analytics thing, I think, plays into it a ton, you know, to where they analyze and overanalyze, you know, who versus this pitcher, that pitcher, and, you know, and trying to get the probabilities up so much. Whereas we used to be, like for myself, it was actually a joke. I would hit fifth for like our town team. That's just where I hit every time. Yep. Even when we had like our 10-year, 15-year like reunion, yeah, right. it was well lefty. Right. He's like, I know, I know one guy, you know, so he puts me at the five spot. This is after 10 years after being retired, you know, and he's like, well, that's where you go. So I think that stuff has just all changed, you know, based on, well, I mean, if if you can't hit a guy, you know, you're, he's, not, he's either not going to play in the majors that yeah. day yeah. or you definitely move him around in the lineup. You know, you don't want him up with guys on base against the pitcher that he struggles against. Yeah. And they have just so many stats now that, of course, we never really had. But whether that's good or bad, I am excited about some of the rule changes i don't know
0: okay it's
1: gonna take a little while to get used to this whole you know pitching timer and hitting timer and you know seeing games called Uh, Mm -hmm. that seems not quite right but Mm -hmm. um i realize you have the rules so you have to stick to them but and i really like the idea that you can't have the shift i like that a lot yeah
0: i do too uh you know, I, I do as well. I I, I think there will be some adjustment to the positioning uh, of the players. Um, I think uh-huh. they, they may allow uh, your shortstop to have a little bit uh, uh, back on the grass if they want without playing a short left field. That's what they're trying to get away from. But I love it that you have to have two infielders on each side. You know, you were yeah, you, you were robbing some of the most athletic players uh, and, and acrobatic players in the game, infielders. Of a chance right. to make infield plays because with the shift, you know the balls hit into the shift all the time and it's hit right to him. It's an easy ground cool. ball. Now you're now it's really going to make a difference if you have a second baseman or a shortstop that have some range.
1: Yeah, I I just think it's more of the, like I said the natural part of baseball is yeah. diving in the hole. I mean you got your shortstop playing over there. Sometimes they're playing not even where the second baseman would play. They'd be like between second and first. You know, yeah. it's like. Because sometimes they would move the second baseman to the other side of the shortstop. You know, so just depending upon, I'm sure, again, tendencies or analytics or whatever, too. But I just, and I don't know if, I think it's going to be interesting to see from the hitters now, too. You know, like, how does that change things? Because I always said to him, like, you really can't just push one to the left side. The entire infield is open. I get, you know, these guys are so sophisticated pitching-wise and targets and, Everything else, but can't you hit a handle shot over to the third base side yeah. once in a while or something too? But yeah. I don't know. I think everybody really got caught up in it, hitters and pitchers too. And I, I, it's just going to add an element to the game that I think is good. Um, I think you know speeding up the game is good too, but definitely seemed weird when you know they're calling a game, bases loaded, and that's it. You know, and yeah. I know one thing I did see that was really neat was uh, Bryce Harper, you know, that big home run he hit, and they said. This would have been the sequence, you know, with Bryce Harper when he hit that big home run, and whether it was the World Series or whatever to left field. Mm-hmm. But you know how long it takes him to get in there and stuff. You know, it's like you couldn't have had that exact buildup for that event because of the timing. You know, because you got to get in there and do it. So yeah. the drama that you have with those at bats and playoff baseball and stuff in the fall, some of that's going to be taken away a little bit. But I'm sure we'll adjust in a different way.
0: Baseball to me isn't meant to be played at breakneck speed. I I, I don't need a two-hour and 20-minute game to enjoy the game. I don't have to have that. But but I'm a purist uh, a little bit. Not entirely, because I like some of the rule changes, too. I don't like the pitch clock. Uh, I think Uh that'll be adjusted as well once they see that it's going to have a negative effect on quite a few pitchers Uh, in the league and maybe some hitters who need to kind of gather themselves after a big swing that, you know, that uh, they swung and missed on. I think we'll see a few more seconds added on to that pitch clock. Right now it's ridiculously fast. Uh, Bailey Ober said he didn't have time to wipe a sweat off his face (laughs) and he couldn't see anything before he's, you know, forced to throw the next pitch. So I think we might see a little adjustment to that, but I don't think it's going away either. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much. Enjoy yourself down there in Florida. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Yep. Sorry about the poor reception, but thanks, Todd. I'm looking forward to it.
0: (laughs) It was good for all of except about one minute. Uh, That that was good. Uh, All right. Thanks, Jeff. We can deal
1: with it. It's live, so.
0: You betcha. Jeff Fash joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.